Welcome to the Reach a Peak podcast experience. This podcast is for athletes of all levels who want to level up their nutrition to level up their game. Join me as I explore the world of nutrition, health, and performance. Each week, I dive into a new topic to help expand your knowledge, separate truth from myth, and change your perspective so you can start winning the right way and reach your peak potential. I'm your host, Alexa, the sports dietitian nutrition coach. Let's go. Welcome back to the Reach a Peak podcast experience. I'm your host, Alexa, as always, the sports dietitian who is going to be talking to you today about soda bicarb. Yep, we're talking about that random product that you have at the back of your sink or in your cupboard somewhere. Can it actually help improve athletic performance? Okay, is baking soda the next big thing in sports performance supplementation? Does it actually work as a performance enhancer? Well, into this episode, I'm going to deep dive into this. I'm going to look at if it's as a sports supplement has the evidence to back it, what's the premise behind it, and I'm going to break down what you need to know, what the evidence says. Simple. Now, the belief is that bicarb, sodium bicarb, or baking soda, as a lot of people call it, it can help performance for athletes who are undergoing high-intensity exercise or training, whatever you want to call it. For this reason, more and more active people are actually trying out bicarb to see if it can help them elevate their potential. Usually, you see it more in the like athletes who are competitively going because, you know, not many people go, I'm going to just try bicarb. But it is something that has been more and more popular and something that I wanted to explore, something I wanted to help you with in case you had that question. So is there any truth to all of this? Well, let's get right into it. So first, we're going to start with what is soda bicarb or the full name sodium bicarbonate? Well, it's basically an alkaline kind of salt, so to speak. And it's made up of sodium and bicarbonate ions. Yeah, I'm not going to get into the, the nitty-gritty science of it because you know, that's, that's not what you're listening to this for. You want to know if it actually helps. But essentially, it's that powder. It's that powder you can buy at the local supermarket. It's an alkaline solution. That's what you need to know. It's a powder. It's a general product. It's mildly alkaline. That's as, as far as you need to know in terms of what we're going to be talking about today because when we talk about how it helps, knowing that kind of gives us some... I guess some, some background, okay, gives us some background. Now, what we're going to do next is talk about the benefits. I'm going to explain what the benefits that have been proposed are, and then we're going to be going into, does the evidence actually support this? Okay, so the number one thing, the number one reason that sodium bicarb has been seen as a sports supplement or has been started to be used as one is in its effect on the pH. Okay, so pH, you know, looks like something's alkaline, if something's acidic, that sort of stuff. Now, the human body in itself is very tightly regulated. Okay, very tightly regulated. Otherwise, you wouldn't be alive. Like, you need to be very tightly regulated when it comes to your pH, or you wouldn't be able to do what you do. Okay, so that's something that needs to be understood. Now, this is known as the acid base balance. Okay, now it's controlled mostly by the lungs and the kidneys, but it's the acid base balance. It's how the body regulates your pH. Now, certain conditions can disrupt this, hence why when people always tell me about detoxes and stuff, I always tell them, if that's an issue, then you've got a bigger issue. Your body regulates this through its different ways, okay? It just does. But one of the ways that the body can disrupt the pH just a bit is through high-intensity exercise, known as anaerobic exercise. Now, during exercise that's anaerobic and of that higher intensity, the demand in your body for oxygen, you know, to supply it around the body, you know, Take it like a taxi all around the body. It's it's increased. And now 
as a result, because it's because uh, it exceeds how much is actually available in the body, your muscles then have to rely to pr- produce ATP, so the classic ATP, to produce that they need to rely on more oxygen as an energy to kind of get the energy source going. That's why it switches to what's called the anaerobic pathway. And now it's not fully understood. Like this process is not completely fully understood just yet. But essentially it's known that the, the byproduct, so to speak, of this pathway of being anaerobic is hydrogen ions. Okay, now hydrogen in your muscles will actually make them more acidic. Yeah, similar to like when we're looking at uh, beta alanine and how that helps and how it helps kind of buffer the, the hydrogen ions. That's similar to what we're looking at here. That high intensity anaerobic exercise increases that acidity in the muscles and that can make it more, like, give you that more of that unwanted burning sensation as they call it, you know, the, the, the lactic acid burn, although recent research has actually been starting to show that it's not necessarily the lactose, or lactose, the lactic acid, lactose, the lactic acid as an, is not the main source of muscle muscle burning and, and tiredness and that sort of stuff. It's actually, it's more so the hydrogen ions. So now that you know what the premise behind it is, how does it specifically help? What does it actually do? Well, essentially it's been proposed that sodium bicarb is a buffering agent, that it buffers that excess hydrogen that's produced during high intensity exercise. Now, it's... One of those things where your body does do this to an extent, obviously, otherwise you just keep being acidic and your muscles just keep burning. Like your body does regulate it as well. But what you've got to understand with these supplements is the whole purpose is that we're trying to optimize the process, okay? We're trying to optimize the process so that it gets you out of or prevents a more acidic state more sooner, okay? So it aids in that process so that you're allowed, it allows you, I guess, to use your muscles for longer periods of time. In other words, makes you or lets you go harder and longer. And that's the premise behind it. That's what they're saying sodium bicarb can help with. Now let's look at the more specific evidence behind it. You know, how does sodium bicarb actually affect sports performance? And the first one we're going to look at is there's been studies to look at muscular endurance to see if, if bicarb can actually help with enhancing your performance through enhancing your endurance. That's essentially what we're looking for, you know, like time to failure, speed, power, work capacity, all that sort of stuff. Now, in terms of this, there has been studies that have been done, and I'm not going to go into the details of every single study that we looked at, but essentially the premise is that sodium bicarb may actually be beneficial in this capacity in enhancing muscular endurance, especially if it's during high-intensity exercise and at the later stages of those workouts, okay? The later stages of those endurance workouts. The reason for this is that it's just that when that's when the more acidic environment can start to be developed. And therefore, we can find the benefits of sodium bicarb a bit more pronounced than in the earlier stages. It's kind of simple stuff. But still, the premise is that it's high-intensity exercise, that it's where it helps. Now, in terms of interval training, or the other ones that we've looked at, the other studies that have been kind of researched, in terms of interval training where you're doing you know, high-intensity, then less intense, then high-intensity, then less intense, all in this, the same session, you know, things like to give you an example, CrossFit is a classic example of athletes who I've worked with personally a lot more. CrossFit athletes are a classic example of interval-based training. But you see it in all across different sports, the interval style. Now, there's been different research to look at this. And generally speaking, it's seen that the athlete's rate of perceived exhaustion, as we call it, was generally reduced, okay? Generally reduced in these studies. And that's a good sign there, okay? Because even according to the International Society of Sports Nutrition, Sodium bicarb supplementation actually improves performance in 
in muscle endurance activities and high intensity activities, such as those that we mentioned, you know, the ones that have interval training and the ones where you required to do something for a longer period of time at a high intensity. But all in all, sodium bicarb has been shown to improve it. Time to exhaustion, which can help athletic performance in interval-based training, especially of the high-intensity nature. So, yeah. Now, finally, we'll look at muscles, muscle strength. The effects on sodium bicarbonate muscle strength is it's promising, but it's not conclusive. Like, it's a bit mixed, okay? The sources that I've looked at, it, it reinforces that it's, it's a bit mixed. It's not conclusive. It's not like, yep, sodium bicarbonate helps muscular strength. That's definitely, like... It's a bit of a mixed bag, so to speak. It might play a small role, especially preventing loss of strength through fatigue because that's kind of what happens indirectly. You know, you you get your muscles all acidic and then you get that burn and then your fatigue sets in and then obviously your strength goes down from there. So it kind of indirectly might help a bit of a small role, but it's not really conclusive just yet. So that's it. That's, that's kind of the premise behind it in terms of what it actually provides in terms of benefits. And the evidence, as you've seen, it does say that it's true. Sodium bicarb actually is a potential sports performance supplement. Now, whether you should take it or not, that's a whole different story. Everyone's individual. You definitely should seek the advice of a doctor and talk to a sports dietitian ideally to see if it's the right fit for you to determine what your dosage is, all that sort of stuff, and determine if you could maybe use something else instead. Like, you know, could you maybe just use better alanine instead of going on to bicarb or should you use bicarb like it there's a lot of different nuances to it and i always recommend to get one-on-one advice so let me know if you're interested in talking to a sports dietitian but to wrap up things today i'm just going to quickly talk about the side effects as well as some stuff on the dosage as well okay because these things are important to give you some guidance on so that if you do decide to kind of try it at least i can be sure that you're going to do it in a relatively balanced way well for dosage kind of requirements According to, again, the ISSN, the International Society of Sports Nutrition, the optimal dose is around 0.3 grams per kilogram of body weight, taken 60 to 180 minutes prior to exercise. Okay, doses the higher than this do not appear to actually show any extra benefit than if you were to just stick to the regimen that I just provided. Okay, but keep in mind that some stomach issues can occur. So you've got to keep in mind that small doses might be required, like 0.1 to 0.2. But yeah, that's kind of general. So 0.3 grams per kilogram taken about an hour to, you know, to three hours prior to exercise, all depending on your individual circumstances and tolerance, of course. Now, in terms of side effects, I kind of touched on it there, but essentially it's considered safe at the doses that I recommended. But there has been some, some issues with like abdominal pain, bloating, nausea, diarrhea, vomiting, feeling like crap, all that sort of stuff. Like from a gut point of view, obviously soda bicarb is potentially going to cause those side effects. And this is obviously dependent on your dose. So higher the dose, the less likely, the more likely, sorry, and the more likely severity of those stomach issues. But not everyone does experience these side effects. So you got to keep that in mind that your personal tolerance to these things will always dictate how you go about it, what you do, and how you continue. Now, what you can do to decrease the side effects is you can try taking it with a meal, specifically something that has a bit more carbohydrates in it. Or you can even try just experimenting with the dosage, as I said, to 0.1, you know, maybe grams per, per kilogram or something like that could be maybe better for you or maybe experimenting with timing as well. So there's different ways to kind of mitigate this potentially, but keep in mind that there is a potential there for gut distress. Just something to think about. And that is pretty much it. Okay. I've tried to condense all the information that I had into something nice and succinct so that you're 
not listening forever on end about all the science behind so you buy a car, but just giving you the basics, the one-on-one of, is it actually evidence-based? Like, is there actually any premise behind sodium bicarb being a performance supplement? We now know it's a yes. And then obviously give you some of the ins and outs, the information behind it. You know, what does it actually help with? What's the dosages? What are the side effects and that sort of stuff? Now, I hope this has been helpful. So consider clicking follow so you make sure that you're in tune whenever I drop a podcast episode. And of course, you can reach out to me at The Climbing Dietitian on Instagram or send me an email just to let me know if you're interested in working with a sports dietitian or if you've just got any questions for me specifically about this episode as well. So yeah, just reach out to me if you get a chance and we can have a chat and go from there. Because one of the most invaluable things you can do is invest in yourself to get professionals around you to help you become the best athlete. That is the same for nutrition as well. Okay. So until next time, I hope you stay safe. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast so you can stay up to date whenever I drop an episode. And of course, if you enjoyed today's podcast, remember to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. You can also find me on socials where I regularly post valuable sports nutrition content to help you elevate your sports game, elevate your nutrition game, and reach your peak potential. Simply search for The Climbing Dietitian and be sure to click follow. Until next time, stay safe and stay dedicated. See ya.